everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Fitness, where we keep your real estate muscles strong. And today I want to talk about something that's very important, and that is the role of the buyer's agent. Now, a couple of decades ago, that's when, or several decades ago, that is when the role of the buyer's agent first kind of came about, and it was to avoid that dual agency, meaning the listing agent representing both sides of the transaction. There was some discomfort there. And then all of a sudden, the role of the buyer's agent was born. But of course, like with anything, like with any profession out there, there are some that, um, you know, take it a bit more seriously and maybe put a bit more effort and a bit more, um, have a bit more experience in this area than others. So, you're going to experience sort of a wide variety of what buyer's agents out there offer. But it's really important, especially if you are looking to jump into the real estate world yourself, maybe it's your first purchase, or maybe you haven't purchased in a while, um, or maybe you're extremely seasoned and you know the value of good buyer representation. It's really important that you seek out the things that are most important to you in a buyer's agent, because again, we are not all created equal. Here at Team Evoazy, we have a lot of experience being buyer representatives, and we take the role very seriously. I actually have 90 things. I have a list of 90 things, and the link is here in the show notes, so you can view that, uh, that we as a buyer's agent here on Team Evoazy, that we give to our clients. This is the service that all of our buyers get. Today, I'm going to talk about 34 of the 90. I promise I'll go quick and it won't be too long, Uh, but they are important things just to kind of help you understand what the role is. Oftentimes I hear, oh, the buyer's agent role, that's so easy. You just open up a couple of doors and you you, you sign a contract and away you go. It's really not that cut and dry. It's really not that simple, especially if you are a seasoned full-time buyer's agent that really takes pride in representing buyer sides in a transaction. So what do we do? Well, first off, we prepare and guide our buyers. So we meet with our buyers. We talk with them about their goals. What are, what are, their, what are they most interested in? What does the dream home look like? what are they really after and what would make this a win for them? So that is really big because that's really what we're going to use to going forward for everything. We're going to always go back to those goals. We're going to always do our best to make sure those goals are achieved. So that initial uh, meeting, that that initial sort of getting to know each other, um, you know, timeframe is really, really important and sets the stage for the rest of the transaction and the rest of the relationship. So very, very important that we learn about our buyers. And that is something that we take a lot of pride in. And so that way we are staying on task, we are staying on course, and we are meeting their goals to the best of our ability. Then this doesn't come into play if we have a cash buyer, we kind of go a different route. But if we most buyers are going to be purchasing with a mortgage. So that is a big giant conversation that we have. We talk about, you know, the, the mortgage lenders that are available, the differences between them. We talk about the most popular uh, loan programs that are out there. We share about loan programs that our buyers might not be privy to. Maybe it's being offered because of 
their particular industry where they work. Um, you know, if it's a, maybe they are a doctor or a teacher, there are special loans for those types of people. Maybe they're um, a first-time home buyer. There are special loans for first-time home buyers. So it's very important that you know these things up front so you know what you can take advantage of that's out there for you to, to help you get into a home quicker, easier, and for, for less. So that's a very, very important to us. And we um, take a lot of pride in, I actually was a former lender, so I know a lot about the, the lending industry. And we take a lot of pride in that piece because it is very important. Then it's important to educate our clients, get our buyers up to speed, let them know what the current market conditions are and why, what they can expect in the coming months and what they can expect when they get out there and they end up finding a home and they want to place an offer. So market conditions, which we watch very closely, it's very important to us. If you guys are interested in um, our monthly market update, we do have a podcast. It's the monthly market update. Well, it's an episode of our podcast channel, <laughs> um, but it's a monthly episode. And we go over very hyper-local facts here in the Phoenix area. So it's going to be the majority of statistics that we speak about and, um, you know, scenarios that we speak about are going to be specifically in the greater Phoenix area. We do speak a bit about nationwide stats, but only as they pertain to Arizona or, you know, how they affect the Arizona market or the greater Phoenix market. So really, really important that as a buyer, you have an overview of that. You understand some history. You understand what's going now on now and you understand what could be coming in the future. Super important um, right there. That is something that we pride ourselves in because of the importance. Education is big, big, big on our team. Then we explained the home inspection process, what you can expect. We explained that the home inspection is another round of negotiation. So we're going to have our negotiations up front when we first place the contract or we first place the offer. And then we're going to have an opportunity to negotiate again when the inspections come out, when that's time, when we go through the home and we start really digging in and figuring out what's going on with the home, what are the concerns that we have, what are the concerns we might have in the future, and so on. That is really giant for us um, because it's a really big deal. I mean, this is what you're purchasing, and it's probably the biggest purchase of your entire life. So really big deal to us. We also take a lot of pride in educating our buyers about the local neighborhoods and kind of the area that they're targeting. We are valley-wide. We are a team of five. We're very experienced in all areas of the valley. Um, we have a lot of many, many years under our belt. So we've had an opportunity to really experience these areas over the last several years. And we'd love to share about that. We also have another show um, that is a weekly episode to our podcast channel and our YouTube channel. And that is called the neighborhood news where we choose a neighborhood each week to dive into. So we're going over the history. We're going over the property types, the price points. We're going over the amenities, um, and the HOA. Um, we're going over what's going, what's in the area for entertainment, um, for family friend, friendly fun. We're going over what's new and upcoming, the location, so much packed into a 15-minute show. <laughs> so it really gives you a good overview of that particular area and neighborhood. Another thing that we, we discuss that hasn't really been a huge focus in the last couple of years, so this video was recorded in November of 2023, 
And over the last couple of years, we really haven't seen a lot of foreclosures and short sales in our market. Um, we're seeing a little bit now, not so much short sales, but we are seeing some foreclosures kind of pop up here and there. Um, very, very low activity. Again, November 2023, very, very low activity right now, but it is important to talk about. So we do discuss these potential opportunities with our buyers and kind of explain to them what's going on and what they could expect. Um, as far as learning the buyer's goals, at this point, as we are educating and explaining, we are getting to know the buyer a little bit better. And we now have all the pieces that we need to put a good plan in place. So we're making a plan. Um, what is the timeline? When do we want to be under contract by? Again, what does is, what is the perfect home look like? What is the area that we're targeting? So we'll begin with that plan. And then once we have properties of interest that um, are, 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 would be a good property to look at, whether we suggest that or our buyers really want to see these particular properties, then we will schedule and organize those showings. And there's a lot that goes to the, into that. Um, there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of planning and organization that goes into that. And then also recording the feedback from the buyers after they see the property. So oftentimes we'll be out and we'll say, see, you know, five to 10 properties as a buyer that doesn't do this all the times is very new for them. Perhaps they kind of tend to the, the properties blend into each other. Maybe they don't remember the amenities on this one versus that one. Maybe they don't remember why they liked house number two versus house number eight. So it's very important as buyer's agents that we keep that information organized, that we're constantly gaining feedback from our buyers. So that way we can not only share it with the listing agents, which is very helpful for them, but we can share it with our buyers as well. So they do tend to um, forget information or kind of, like I said, houses sort of blend together after a while. I mean, you go a couple of days and you see, you know, 20, 30 homes. I mean, they eventually start to blend. So it's very important to keep that information organized for our buyers, or at least we feel that way. When we are showing, I always tell my buyers, I am looking for things that stick out to me. I am looking for water damage. I am looking for repairs that need to be made. I am looking for things that look fishy, that might have been you know, a repair to kind of cover something up. I'm looking for termites. All of these things I am looking for, and I will point them out as I see them, as we are walking through property. And that really helps. Again, that goes in with organizing the, with the feedback as well. That really helps us when we sit down to decide, you know, when we decide what house we want to put an offer on, we sit down to do that, that feedback and that information really, really helps. So it's very important to do. We also share knowledge and insight about homes. So um, we talk about the builder and maybe the history of that builder or the reputation of that builder. We talk about the floor plans. We talk about things that some of our buyers in the past have brought up as concerns for that particular build or plan or area. We're constantly sharing our knowledge, which we gain time after time after time as we sort of, you know, move through the years. I mean, as of November 2023, I'm coming up on my 17th year. So that's a lot of experience to sort of build on. And that is something that I absolutely share with all buyers. And I think that it's really important to do so. It's also important to set proper expectations for our buyers because we know what could happen. We know what could potentially come up. 
We know what types of, you know, emotions that our buyers go through because we're experienced. We have seen this. We have done this. And so we are very, very well prepared to discuss these things and help our buyers through what could be a very emotional time. And it is for a lot of buyers, especially first timers. Something that's really big is discussing homeowners associations. What's allowed? What isn't? Sharing the CCNRs. It's really important. I mean, it'd be the worst thing to move into a home and to, and to then find out that the most favorite thing you love to do or your work truck can't be parked out front and that's your livelihood. And now you have to make other arrangements or the, you know, like I was saying before, the, the thing that you love to do, maybe you love, love to plant tons of flowers or something, and it's not uh, permissible in your particular HOA. So it's very, very important to know what those rules and regulations are. Also, estimated expected utility costs. That's really big. So what is water going to run you? What's electricity going to run you for this particular property? Does it have solar? If it's got solar panels, how does that offset the cost? Does that really make sense? Um, just lots of numbers when we're putting pen to paper, it's really, really important to do this. Really pencil out those numbers so that you know at the end of the day what the final cost of that property is going to be for you. Because we have our mortgage payment, right? So we know what that is. We know what our taxes and insurance are going to be because that's typically disclosed with the, the mortgage payment, right? But do we know what the other costs are, the other maintenance costs? What's the pool going to cost to keep? running? What's the landscaping cost? All of that. Very, very important to pencil out. It's also important to talk about the appraisal process and what happens during the appraisal process. Also, what happens if the appraisal comes back low or what happens if the appraisal comes back higher than what we've offered? So that is a conversation that we have, and that is very important too. We also discuss and over the last couple of years, this has been a big discussion, but we discussed multiple offer situations and how to handle a multiple offer situation. Again, that can get really stressful and really emotional. And there are some different, ta different tactics that we have used over the years. We actually have a whole list of them um, that have worked and have helped catapult our buyers above the rest in multiple offer situations. So that's something that we definitely will discuss if it warrants that discussion, um, you know, sometimes the market conditions don't necessarily warrant that discussion. So we may not have it if that's the case. We're also constantly providing updated housing market data to buyers. Things change. Last year, 2022, we had several different markets that we went through. And so it's really important to keep our buyers up to speed as to what's going on so that they know, oh, okay, well, we're in a market now where we could negotiate a little bit more. Or it's more, it's moving a little bit more swiftly. We've got multiple offers out there. We need to be a little bit more aggressive and here's how we do it. So it's really important as things change and they constantly do to keep our buyers informed of that. It's also important to keep our buyers informed of inclusions and exclusions in each particular property that they might be interested in. So for instance, if you are absolutely have fallen in love with a property that has uh, beautiful custom light fixtures, and you assume that those light fixtures are, are coming with the property, that is a discussion that we need to have because it could be in the fine print that the sellers are saying, you know what, we're going to be switching out those light fixtures. So make sure that you pop that in the contract 
because that's going to be really important to us. So it's important to have that conversation. It's important to have all of that data. It's important to have those things that a seller may be wishing to keep versus allow to transfer in the sale. Um, it's important to have that conversation between the buyer's agent and the listing agent, and then between the buyer's um, and the buyer's agent. So that's something that we are um, is a huge priority for us. And then preparing the sales contract, that's an expertise all in and of itself, guys. Yes, when you first get your real estate license, you go through like a four-hour boot camp, okay? And that's how to write a purchase contract. But they are not teaching you how to negotiate. They are not teaching you what the certain specific clauses that you may want to add into that contract that are, you know, based on the type of property that you're looking at or the situation that you're in or the, or the type of market that we're in. Okay? They're not going over that stuff. So it really takes a lot of expertise and a lot of experience to know those things and to be able to advise a buyer of those things when particular situations come up. We also are very big on educating our clients on those particular situations and any sales contract options that might be available to them that aren't necessarily boilerplate in that contract. So they aren't actually written in. This is really huge too, because we, um, something that we do here on our team is we don't want to spend our buyer's money uh, for nothing. So we want to know that when we put an offer on a property, that we are in that ballpark as far as appraisal is concerned. If not, we're having a different conversation with our buyer, right? So um, back when the market was moving a bit more swiftly, a couple of years ago, uh, some people were waiving appraisals. Okay, that's a whole video. <laughs> that's a whole other discussion uh, for another day. Um, but waiving appraisals um, was because they were having to go above list price in many cases in order to secure the property. So in a market where it, you're not having to be that aggressive, it's really important to know that the offer that you're making is within that ballpark and you're hopefully not going to have any appraisal issues, meaning the appraisal is going to come in lower because what's going to happen once you've gone through inspections, you've spent that money, you sent the money to get your appraisal, and now your appraisal comes in low and the seller's unwilling to negotiate. Now you have a choice to make. You can move forward with that higher price property, higher than appraisal, so come out of pocket perhaps. I mean, that's a solution. Um, or you can cancel the sale. And where you do get your earnest deposit back in this case, you're not getting your inspection money back. You're not getting the cost of that appraisal back. So it's really important that your buyer's agent is experienced in this and reviews comparable sales to determine value, to make sure that you're going to be in that ballpark. Um, it's also important that your buyer's agent is, uh, is a good negotiator. It's, it's so important, guys. Even when the market is moving swiftly, it's so important to understand the art of negotiation and to have that experience under your belt because you're constantly negotiating through the entire contract. There are two main points, three actually, where you can negotiate, you know, it's basically the, the timeline stops, <laughs> the contract stops until you're through those negotiations. So there are those points in the contract, inspection being one of them, but there is opportunity to negotiate all the way through. I mean, I have, you know, some, some buyers and sellers that decide and they both decide to do so, or, you know, one, one party asks the other party to make some changes throughout the, the contract, throughout the transaction that might not necessarily be an inspection related issue or an appraisal related issue. So it's really important to understand negotiation 
um, and representation of your client in terms of negotiation. So that's something that we're really big on. Um, also, of course, the sales contract and applicable disclosures. We're going to be going over those with our buyer. We're going to be explaining those. We're going to be looking through those ourselves to see if we see any red flags or anything um, you know, that we need to mention as far as that's concerned. Um, we also want to obtain seller's disclosures, which is really, really important, and the HOA bylaws and CCNRs. Um, really important, again, like I said at the beginning of the video, that we know what's going on with that HOA, especially if we're going to live there or if that's going to be an investment property for us. Another big thing to know the, the HOA laws, especially if you're buying it as an investment property, lots of stuff there. Um, so really important to have this up front and preferably in your inspection period so that you have it all at once. And you know, maybe there's something on the seller disclosure that you want to discuss with the inspector. It's a lot easier to have those disclosures up front in the beginning so that you have all of the information and you can have that discussion with your inspector. Speaking of inspectors, we coordinate inspections with buyers and uh, for buyers and meet the inspectors at the property with the buyer if the buyer wishes to meet there. Sometimes I have buyers that don't, either they're working or they don't really care to meet and they prefer that I handle it. Um, but we always make it a point to meet our, inspection, our inspectors at the inspection appointment appointment, super important. We also review the home inspection with buyers. And now we have a lot of experience. So we understand when things are a red flag. We understand when something is going to be really costly. We understand when something is really minor and isn't a huge red flag, but might be a good point for negotiation. So this is a long conversation that we have. We, we bring our experience to the table and we help our buyers figure it out because and, and go through it because the inspection report is very long. It could be, I mean, in upwards of 100 pages sometimes. So it's long, it's overwhelming. There's a lot of disclosure. There are a lot of things that you really need to be able to wrap your head around as a buyer. And it all moves very fast during this time period. So really, really important. It's also important to know how to negotiate those inspection objections. This is a great point in the contract where basically the contract stops and it's time to negotiate based on the findings from the inspection. So it's important to have experience in that. And it's important to know what you probably can and can't, can't get away with. It's also important to know the rules of the contract and the way the contract's set up. I see a lot of agents use the, um, we call it the Binzer, the buyer inspection notice. Um, I see a lot of agents use it incorrectly. And that actually puts their buyer at risk. So you want to make sure that you've got experience in your representation so that you are not put at risk without your knowledge. I just actually had, this is crazy. This was, wasn't one of my clients, but somebody had contacted me um, because they had had a bad experience and they were, um, the experience is over. They have severed from that agent, but they were talking to me about it and, you know, sharing some of the uh, pain points in the transaction with me or in the, um, the contract that they had put forth. And I realized, and they didn't know, but I realized that that contract said that they waived all inspections. So had that contract continued, they would have likely needed to waive all inspections. Can you imagine purchasing a property without knowing about it? Mm, that's bad stuff. So it's really, really important um, that you have somebody behind you that is looking after your affairs that has you in mind and is experienced in these things. 
Um, we're also there to negotiate any unsatisfactory appraisals. So again, with the appraisal thing, if the appraisal comes in low, I can't tell you how many times I have found mistakes in appraisals. It just takes a minute to look it over, go through all of the information, and make sure it's accurate. I have found so many inaccuracies that have actually um, given more value to the property or given the value the property deserves once those errors were fixed. So it's important to know how to read an appraisal, first of all, and the information to look for. Also, at this time and throughout, we are making sure that everybody that is a party to the transaction has all the paperwork they need. That's important, right? I mean, it's the worst when the title company doesn't get an addendum or the lender doesn't get an addendum until the last minute. And perhaps that causes things to go back through underwriting and could extend the close of escrow. And now all of a sudden we're in a pickle. Maybe the buyers have their moving truck out in front of their house, packed full, ready to close on time. And all of a sudden they're not closing because the lender didn't get a document that the lender needed. And now they need a few days to process that. It's a very sad story. I see it happen. It doesn't happen on my watch, <laughs> but I see it happen. And uh, it's, it's sad for those people. I really, I really feel for them. So we verify that all parties of the transaction have the paperwork that they need and when they need it. That's very important to keep things moving along um, in a timely manner. It's also important to verify that all, rep all repairs have been made by the sellers. Unfortunately, I've been in some situations where sellers have felt a bit sneaky and they have either not repaired it, said they did, or whatever the case, or covered it up or whatever. Yeah, I've been in some situations. So we do require certain documentation and we actually physically will, if we can, I mean, if it's a repair that's up on the roof, I'm probably not going to get up there. But if it's something that I can physically confirm has been repaired, then I'm going to do that. And I'm going to take my buyers with me. And typically that is called the final walkthrough. So we're going through, I can't tell you how many listings I have and buyer's agents that don't take their buyers on final walkthroughs. It's in the contract. Buyers are, are, are supposed to have a final walkthrough and by all means should. And what it's for is to verify that the repairs have been made and to verify that the home is in substantially the same condition as it was when you first put the contract in. So when you first placed the offer. So let's just say, for instance, a leak sprung and seller didn't tell us about it and it did some damage. Well, now all of a sudden it's not in substantially the same condition as it was when the offer was placed. So we're going to need to get that remedied. And we want to do that before you close, because after you close, it's a lot harder to go back on those things. And then finally, and again, I have 90 things on my list of what Team Evo AZ buyers agents do for their buyers, only talking about 34 today. So there are plenty more that I did skip through. Again, the link to all 90 are in the show notes, so you can check them out there. But lastly, we meet with our buyers, get them the keys to their property, and any, anything else that they need, maybe the mail key, um, you know, garage door openers, that kind of thing. So we're making sure that those have been left behind with the property, that they are there, that they are ready for the new buyer once the buyer takes possession. All right, guys, that is the role of a buyer's agent or a Team EvoAZ buyer's agent. If you would like to visit our YouTube channel, um, maybe you want to, like I said before, maybe you want to check out the monthly market update. Maybe you want to check out the Neighborhood News or Tip Tuesday. Hop on over to our YouTube. We are at Team Evo AZ. That is our handle. 
or if you prefer to listen to us podcast style, you can do a search on your favorite podcast platform for Arizona Real Estate Radio, and there you will see us along with all of our shows. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you soon.